us each week will send, send out a couple my of teaching charts, work, just whatever to get we do the on the board together. See I have a chart that I, I develop have on my own, and so that chart will go out to you. But I am very happy to take my one-on-one and help you. And so it belongs to me. And even if I need to come to you, I can do that. Do anything That's you fine. want, you may so share it, you may okay. post it, you right. may do whatever you, you want to do with it. I had a lot of questions about that. I've ABF been kind of surprised. So can I send this to my, I recognized her and I went, you know, my okay, friend's you Bible <laughs> study group or whatever. Okay, and I'm like, where yeah, else sure. are we? How about we come up here to the front? Send it. I hope they understand it. Right. But you are welcome to send those charts that I send out to you that are my charts freely. There's no copyright on them. Okay. And, um, I want you to know then that study, the best way to catch up if you should miss oh a class in the, in the morning or evening class okay, would be well, then so Hines, you've got some, down, some download or copy uh, off what company here. She gets up at 3 a.m. that chart and then go on to the website and, and bring it down and listen to the, to the discussion that we have here as you follow along with your chart, okay? And almost without fail, there will be a chart. I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty fine. Like a morning Absolutely like fine. this. And you know, if you're going to find out really quickly that this group zero. is a, as but, a good um, portion of them are not FEFC so members. That's your, not, that's your I process say, for helping, helping you keep up with the class. Austin so even if you go away on, I a, on a vacation name. or on a business trip, or you're out sick, or you're watching grandchildren, or your own children, or whatever, you can still stay up with the class. There's really no excuse. <laughs> okay, Ray's awesome. looking at me like, so really? Like you busy lady, and yes, you've I mean got that. a lot of precept experience, too. All right. Well, listen, let me start with, um, just tell, I'll tell you a little bit about myself, for those of you who don't know me, and, and we are going to do a little bit of introducing of one another also. I'd like to have an opportunity for the new students here to sure be recognized so that the yes, rest of my, us can my welcome you into in our, our fold. Um, I have right. been doing Good precept job, since very 1986, nice to meet you. Jennifer, and I became okay. certified as a teacher in which, the, which uh, is awesome. 2000. You know, Celeste and I were, were like these like exhorters so because been, if you've got a like, friend that yeah, comes alongside and then you do things together, like Bible walking, study. you actually so do I've it had if quite you had a friend. But if you don't have a friend, you tend to go, um, I will nice still tell you I'm still learning. So awesome. You know, it is a process that you never get to that place where you're you know, you can't learn something new. Very good. Um, but I, I can tell you I this also, that. that I spent the first 11 years of my precept awesome. uh, studying that's as a wonderful. student. Good. And really have clueless. you done precept before? I did not Never. understand Okay, so the that's the third new one we've got and in here. Okay. apparently maybe my teachers didn't yeah. either <laughs> because they would simply Well, and you know what, that's what the best the way to do it. Honestly, the best way in the world so they didn't seem to convey to me in a way that helped me to understand the been doing it for a while, and maybe in the so beginning you might even want to meet once a month, and or, so or part more of my often, teaching, whatever we're working get on, a little in this case, to see how are they the doing their Ezekiel. list making, am I marking um, these things correctly? And part of my agenda is to train you up so that you really understand the method, and eventually, what I'd really love to see you be able to do is actually do inductive Bible study without a moment. Right? If you needed to, oh, that's right. go Ra- on the mission I'm sorry, builder, Raquel. You have a I forgot you were new because I know you so well. Anything else you're working on. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's new. You can take that question and go to the scripture and apply Raquel, your processes and, and your, come your to name sound interpretation, to outside, but do right. it in a way that that really is impartial so that you're, you're being objective about everything that you're looking at and that you, you don't violate the, the basic principles of doing the process so that you end up with a wrong interpretation. Um, there are a couple of primary rules in doing inductive Bible study. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And so those are things that, that I like to teach as we go along. And so every week I try, I don't always get to do it, but I try to teach some point mm-hmm, of the right. inductive Bible study process to you, either by demonstration <laughs> or by actually talking you through it and well, saying, okay, like speaking this in is tongues. Where, what you did this week and this but is we why need an you interpreter. did it. And then I take you through and I show you the, the, the steps that she pulled out for you and, and then try to show you what it is that you did so that when you're done, you go, oh, that's what we were doing, right? Sometimes her questions are phrased in such a way that are not directly saying, okay, this is your keyword, now make a list. She doesn't always do it that way. So what I'm going to do so is she's, teach she came you to, to rely join on up this. And she's leaving us for three weeks. And the principles that are in here 
and then you will be able to do that all by yourself and and you will have confidence. The other thing is, it's going to take the fear factor out of doing your homework each week because you can always go back to this and say, okay, well, do I see what she's asking me to do here? And the answer will be if it's if it's uh, one of the processes awesome. and she's not just taking it to application. So well, it's going to we be have a lot of, of okay. great so I'm going to help you in, that in here too. I wish we had time to go around and do everybody, but help you understand inductive Bible study. So. We won't. Um, <laughs> but I right. do hope I that like everyone to, will take a chance to say uh, hey to the new people in well, particular. Well, maybe I should also just and, say, um, I just, I'm a mom, I, you know, I'm a I wife, would like to do this grandma. instead of going around and um, old my old daughter is married our, and has you know, now four children, two biological. Is there one or two, two of you that would like to give maybe a word of encouragement about I learned your personal experience this summer coming into precepts new and how you felt and had been in Russia and she said they they say in Russia. That so you know, when you like have these mixed blended families, that if they're your own children, they're your children on okay, your right. Good. And if they're in. the children have come in by marriage, they're the children on your left. <laughs> so, so you, you are the oldest, how many grandchildren do you have? I have two on my right and two on my left. I thought that was a cool little. Isn't that kind of That's neat? right. We need there to you go. That, in America, that is a good word. So much easier than that. Well, you know, she struggles because she has. This is a second My daughter is remarried now, and so don't let her so well and so blessed and so happy so. and her husband's <laughs> amazing you. he's such Any a others? great guy and the kids are fabulous and the family is blended well okay. so it's a hallelujah oh i'm so excited right? go ahead and i was Diane. talking with jennifer earlier and and sharing because yes. she and i have a similar path of doing this and there's a lot of us kathy has been through this a lot of you have been through this where you're caregivers and um, i basically raised my grandchildren for <laughs> six years until my daughter remarried and then moved back That's out right. but I had quit my job to stay home and do that because That's right. do do you feel that the processes because you learn them little um, by little so that, I have that now that in my life and my husband in, uh, in the are, beginning I say my husband and I he is retired military retired air force uh, and mm -hmm. we've traveled the world. Many of these places right. that we study so in the, the word of God learning have been there have to really lived in Turkey you, for eight true. years. Uh, three different military assignments, so I've been there. The last place we lived was Izmir, which is ancient Laodicea. My daughter's high school graduation was at Ephesus at the Library of Celsus. Yeah, early. So, I mean, these are my stomping grounds. So when I go through here, it's like, oh, I know these places. They're familiar to me, which is really fun. Um, and uh, my husband now presently is working for the U.S. Treasury, so he's not totally retired. He's just sort of retired. Retired and working on another one. Um, I think that's pretty much all I really need to say about myself. I, I pray that in time that, you know, we'll get to know each other a little bit better. Precept <laughs> is a little different uh, kind of an animal as far as in the world of, of Bible studies, and that is you don't get quite as much fellowship time. It really is study. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's not connection, because I feel connected to all of <laughs> it's you. It's a little really bit more connected. work. And I can tell you that my three months off were torture. <laughs> I missed you guys so much. I am so glad to be back, and I hope that, that um, you are as well, that you had a great rest and a time to you know, rejuvenate. And I know I was talking with Lois. Lois is saying, I was so glad we had the summer off because her life was crazy. And I know every, we all have those, those times when it's very nice to sit back. And I was telling Lily on the way in this morning that you know, I tried to be really disciplined to not spend a lot of time at my computer studying. I tried to make myself, which is funny because most people are the opposite, right? I have to make myself not do that. So I had to make myself rest because I felt like that's what the Lord really wanted me to do was to rest my mind. And some people were telling me, rest. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to rest. It was good, but I'm glad to be back. I am so glad to be back. All right, I want to open us now with a, with a little bit of a reading. And part of a, part of a prayer I'm going to share with you, this is really cool. This is an um, email that someone sent. I don't remember who sent it out to me. One of you all <laughs> sent it no, out to you me. Don't. It's an you urgent call me a prayer for Jerusalem, you, and it's you a remember prayer more that than was your written by Anne Graham Lotz. Have uh, did many of you guys get that? In how many of you sat and read that thing? Oh my gosh! 
did it not just take you into the sanctuary of God? I loved it. One of the things that I thought was so awesome about it was that it's patterned after Daniel <laughs> Oh, don't Daniel put me on equal standing. Really Thank you. I'm uh, reading the whole thing. Now, I'm not going to share the whole thing. It, it would take, you know, way too long yeah. to get through it. I always love it. But There's a lot of you that text me questions from, out of the blue uh, from it the for you as our prayer text time today in the Bible because it's say blah, so blah, blah, beautifully blah. done. <laughs> Oh yeah, let's and see. It just, it's <laughs> I'm your concordance walking, <laughs> and I think the app, but it's that's very right. applicable for us because we are going into a book of Ezekiel, which is covering the subject study of God's people and His holy city, and so I think it'll it'll be applicable for us. So let me start by just reading a couple of scriptures for you. Um, the first one I'm going to read to you out of Second Peter. One of the things that we want to consider as we enter into the study of Ezekiel is um, what is it that God wants us to receive from this study that's going to be applied in our lives in such a way that we really are transforming our world, right? I, I know this is a big push, of course, in almost every church out there that the whole point to um, our relationship with God is that we reach out then and share that, that joy and that peace of God and that holiness that God gives to us with the world around us and we make an impact. So Second Peter, what, what uh, he does in chapter 3, as many of you already are familiar with it, but it's a warning about things that are going to be taking place in the last time. Yeah. Boy, if we're well, not I was in the last time, it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'd be really surprised if, if our world goes on that much longer. We are really approaching the culmination of all these things that the Scripture has given to us. And so let me read to you a little bit out of first, uh, Second Peter up on and then a little bit follow of a, with of a thread of a theme in a lot of what's being said is the idea that, that tells us the purpose you know, of things that like the because book of, of the depth, what is of learning the that you that right to you and I today because after all, we're in the New Testament, right? Why do we need to study the Old? And so in Romans, in the New Testament, God tells us why we need to know and study the Old. So that when any question comes or any sermon you hear or any friends you talk to, you can find a this way is now to apply beloved, the what second you've been letter I'm writing to you, which I am stirring up your sincere mind by way um, of I had reminder. Lunch with so he's reminding them about Christina something Dawson, many of you that know he has her, already talked uh, to them this before. last week. And, and he says that you should remember the words she was spoken beforehand be by the Holy Prophet. Now she's prophets. decided that God is calling her to teach one of the methods of inductive process. And the commandment of our Lord and Savior spoken by your apostles. Christ himself also spoke those same things and she's quoted writing her own curriculum now repeatedly with the school curriculum. and then he would show the curriculum and in the it moment with the how, what the application was for them and that's what we're going to try to do Ezekiel the, the, you feel like really sometimes you look at those books that they're of kind of observation from what we are doing today and but there's great application if you look for it and that's really what we want to do to so he's saying I'm reminding you about the words spoken by the Holy starting at that young age the commandments of the Lord that's exciting the Lord and Savior that's when you know precept is finally know this first of all that in the last days mockers will come with their mocking following after their own lusts and saying where is the promise of his coming for ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues yes. just as it was from the beginning of creation. For when they maintain right. this, it escapes their notice that by the That's word right. of God, the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water right. and by water through which the world at that time was destroyed, being flooded with water. In other words, his word is decisive and powerful. And when he speaks, it happens. Right? Do you, do you see that message? It's a powerful message. And then he says, but right. also remember this. By his word, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire, kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. Now, as true as it is that he spoke and created, and as true as it is that he spoke a judgment and flooded the earth by water, it is equally as true that one day there's another day coming. Another day of, of judgment. Do you all, do you, are you all following this? It's, it's amazing Absolutely. what application there is to what we're going to be studying in Ezekiel here. 
And he says, but do not let this one fact right. escape your notice, and beloved, I think that's that a, that's another with good the Lord, that one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. Why? Because those mockers are going to say, you are now free to go and read right? your commentaries. Is it ever um, really going to happen? I you're know just, that it is right? such a No, the Lord is not slow about his promise, for most of us to as run some count slowness, but it's his patience towards you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. But How the day of the Lord will the come, three and when it comes, he says this, study it will come like a thief in which the heavens will pass away with a roar, the elements will be destroyed with intense um, heat, and now, the for those of you who are seasoned at this, up. I say yes, since because all these things are new, destroyed in this way, because those of you who are new at doing inductive Bible study, what sort of people ought to go into commentaries and to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God? Because of um, which the heavens will be destroyed by burning well and the elements will melt with intense heat. And you're already, but according like to his Andrew promise, we are thinking. looking for You're what? asking the why? New heavens the and a new earth in, wi- in which and righteousness really dwells. on two primary Woo! things. Aren't number you, one, are you ready? Rule do number you wish one, it was like today? I am is, so wishing it was like today. Uh, it's a although I've gotten rule, many people that is, what do you never violate? Faith. That's the only thing. Never violate known doctrine. So one of the first things you ask yourself when you're even looking at a commentary is, is anything that has been said here, does it violate known doctrine? Here's the exciting thing. Now, I had an interesting experience with this last time that's where eyes need to be fixed. Someone who said they didn't understand what known doctrine meant. And, and no doctrine means everything that what we the do in this word life of God and itself that we see in this life through the prism of understanding general Christianity of what all we are waiting for. for. That okay. one day Not it's going to be done. Doctrines. God is going to be finished. There this are church will doctrines be burned up that have and then what? biblical doctrines into glory into place of righteousness. But some church doctrines awesome. also go to and the next step and add additional things that they personally feel one way or the other about. Um, I grew up to be in a found by him in years, peace, of course, it's been spotless in, like, and blameless, ago, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. You and I need but anyway, to know that we <laughs> have to be diligent. Where um, our diligence you know, you couldn't in dance, studies, you couldn't our go to diligence in prayer, play cards, our diligence in no, community and fellowship with one another. I mean, there were a lot of things. Right? Couldn't drink. Hey, couldn't, I'm so glad to see course, you. Obviously, you know, drinking and smoking and I am so excited because... Sin. The application so of those what Peter is saying here about do these things. Um, well, God, that's not the finality of God's we're word. About is really going to be known biblical uh, doctrine important about those two principles them of, when we move into of Ezekiel salvation and who is so Christ often people and who look is God and who is man of, and what is sin and how is it dealt with and what about eternal life? They, they are not who are the angels? They don't actually you know what about creation itself. Uh, and Peter says, basic things that you need slow. to know. So when you it's know some absolutes about as we who is God, and you come across a verse that sounds like it's contradicting that. Now here's what that. Romans you have to step back into that and says that the law purpose, then, that the precept, Old Testament uh, rule is Romans this 15 is never violate you know, 4 to 6 says this. God is for whatever what is was God? written in earlier times was written for our instruction so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. justice. Now may the God who gives Picking this off in your encouragement, but that's grant the thing that to be of the same mind with one so another. When you look at a Christ verse that Jesus, looks like it's saying so that with one accord you, know you may, with one you voice, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I looked. Okay, so I looked up I'm misunderstanding the, a word study on that when I spotted it last night. It came to my mind to do this, and it was the Lord. Never violate your known doctrine. When I looked up the word with one accord, the second primary rule is being with one accord and then with one voice glorifying God. It says this about about it. It translates as with one accord. So that is the accurate interpretation that nice setting context for our Bible is very accurate. But then it says when there was when you know what. Another author says, it is a compound of two words meaning and what the author's to rush along is. and to be and in union with. when you know okay, the so historical and the uh, image layout is almost musical. When, when so things are occurring, musical, we'll what's this. happened before, musical. what's already happened, it's a, what it's is coming basically ahead this. It's a number of um, notes most are sounded, which while different, so that you know where you are in time in history. 
as the all instruments those things of a great concert and the so direction you of don't a violate what you know is true about your so the Holy Spirit blends together the lives of members. You get so of wrapped Christ around Church. some little statement that, that, that throws you off that, that you don't like, and you really forget good. to so say, "Oh yeah, 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 that's with right." One this accord on that you may with one voice. We all may be singing and doing ministries in different ways. I thought it was really good yesterday in our ABF. We had our spiritual gifts was different. Actually, talking about strength, he was saying, "And you got to set it in context." But all of us is doing our part individually too, then comes together and about what time in history is it when it's speaking I of its that. application that and that makes all the difference so in the world I hope this is a great exhortation to you as we talk to the church that it and makes said, oh, it yeah, more in your Jews. mind an, an application for today, today and what's going to happen to and them. with real right? designed purpose. So all of a sudden God you go, oh yeah, so now i got to quit thinking so that, that we will be encouraged then to understand and no wants to go there. We want to embrace everything really praising. But the, the greatest to learn to use barrier between skills. us so that's part of the really giving God right. glory and honor. Now, is let me just tell you about a little bit about your ignorance. curriculum and how it breaks down. It's, it's our it, your homework is broken down. Um, yes, lifestyles that keeps us from uh, diligent study and pursuing truth, and and sometimes our pride gets in there because we someone's taught us some way and. We've always believed it was a certain way, and so we hang on tight to things that we know. What we need to, to do is this. Allow the inductive process to take you through steps which are very objective. They're about as objective as they come. And if you'll allow that to happen, then in time, we are going to all come together That's in right. one accord and one mind with, with understanding of what Ezekiel is all about. So knowing then that the purpose of this is that we all understand that, that one day this world is going to burn up and that one day we will enter into glory. And along, but along the journey, yeah. there's a process. I, and here's what and I know, too. Some of us about who that have already done Daniel in, the, in, in the Revelation are already pretty feel aware like of the process It felt like a chore to ahead. me, too. We know what's beginning. coming down the road. But the more Ezekiel's I kept at it, it, the more comfortable I became with it, for it then pretty soon it was no chore. And what I found is my relationship with God we need to know that we do need to have a heart of Jerusalem along the way. God is not done. Sometimes God has to teach us disciplines and he has to push through he is going the to hard fulfill what he has promised before the joy comes in through what he's uh, trying to Abraham up in. So the covenant that he yes, he I understand what you're saying, but I also say don't back Isaiah, away from Jeremiah, the through Ezekiel, through, through Joel, all these various uh, great prophets. So this uh, email, which came from Ann Graham, I just mm -hmm. loved it. She talks about the, that she patterned this prayer after Daniel nine, and I'm going to read just a few of. The excerpts from, from it know, to you as a form Rain of a yourself prayer, in. Okay? Yeah. So let's go to yeah, the Lord. No, okay, so this. that's a good point, Heinz. Reining yourself in. Do God stay Abraham, really task-focused. And Father I'm going to try Jesus to help Christ. you with that by doing uh, one of you the are things the I'm going to share with you. The one this, who is aged here in just a minute the same. is what I call a, a synopsis of, turning of your you. homework you lesson. I'm going to, uh, for the first couple of weeks anyway, I will send these to Lois you and she will send them out after the week's lesson your power that we're doing presently, like right now. has not been deleted I will send this one out to you and on this of chart is going to tell you we basically that what you your so love the world that you gave us heaven's okay. treasure so that you could look at oh okay this is what I'm so that anyone and everyone who places and their faith even though Kay sometimes perish, phrases things slightly life. different yet we also I'm going to try to help line it up more carefully with what it says in here for you on the city and the people that you have uniquely chosen one of the things is if you do not have this how to study book you absolutely need it it is your primary resource for learning with confidence because you and are the really God of creation. And there's really only two or three chapters the in there that you really have to go back to regularly. The rest of them alone are there for, the Lord. for momentary the heavens, uses depending on what we're covering. And all um, their starry hosts. The this particular time around, I'm going to tell you, I want you to read chapter three. You, you may skip everything. Uh, chapter one and two, of heaven, believe it or not. You. That's overview. And everybody's we going, sing why? your praises for you are Because I found a little gem in this new printed book, which I went back I can look in my older books, and this is not the only one. I have tons of these, which are the from older Pharaoh's books pursuing army from the Midianites, she added the Amorites, a new paragraph the Edomites, the Moabites, the Canaanites, the Pezzarites, the Philistines. 
from captivity in Babylon. After all this time of us going, why is she doing this? Why aren't we doing an overview like this? Nazi death, right? Well, now I know why. And now from Hamas and Hezbollah. He says this. Remember, the Taliban, the overview is usually reserved for letters. Boko Haram. Oh, I didn't know that. You also are able to shatter Israel, no matter what book you're in, right? Your right hand, O Lord, is majestic. They don't do the overview in the same way. You do end up with with a understanding in an overview, but it's not done in the same way for other books like what we're going to be in which is Ezekiel who is like you among the gods a history and it's prophetic majestic and holiness she says for history and prophecy chapter by chapter study works best you have redeemed in your strength and you have guided them because that would have sure taken the pressure off of you being so frustrated as to why we weren't doing it she talks about you know in letters that you can develop your book theme before the chapter joy will be to see you because you do that overview together you around to your the surface the primary with subject the multitude you that's what every tribe is all about people nation and, that and you in the process of doing that you also will your find your author's purpose for you. writing and so then you can go back chapter by chapter we and start pulling out titles for each of those chapters, yourself, right? That you draw them or developing your, t- to your titles. To that is not you, how so you do it with these their history books. and their fortress. With his Save them, Lord. It says in other genres, you should develop the chapter to guard them and keep them first. in all their ways. So you're literally, you and you're going to see that in your homework, hearing, the way this is going to lay out. You are going to go chapter by chapter, by chapter, and Hear you're simply going to be listening to your children as we pray and for the as of the, the weeks pass, which as the time passes pretty soon, rise up, you will begin to see what the book on the whole is about. Deliver Jerusalem, but it's a different process than so what the you do with the earth letters that you Testament. alone are God. Doesn't that Answer make you feel us. better? For the glory of your grace. <laughs> all of the other steps then Father, afterwards follow and they work well for all kinds of books. Okay? Amazing so none of your other steps change. But the way oh, that we're so going to come to so our understanding of the book so on the true, whole, what our author's purpose is and what the author's major um, theme is, is Father, going to be just, developed little by little as you just move through the chapters. Why? Because oh, it's history. Study of Ezekiel. It's a historical Father, recording, in this case of Ezekiel's visions, really right? And, and within it, there are going to be visions, which are imagery, and there's going to be prophecy of things to come. So you've got all these different literary styles in there you're going to be working with and dealing with and being aware of that. You're going to be looking at that this week to identify those things, which I really just gave you a big help to walk closer to you. and to live in out order to explain it, I really have to say it, so I, I can't really you. get around it. But and Father, you, to share the once joy you know, you kind of chapter by chapter what he's doing, you begin to see the flow. So we ask and Father that you would going to pop up today you. as we open your word. what the author's purpose is for writing. And as you are reading through chapter by chapter, be looking for what would be considered an author of their time and of their deliberately look for that and that's another thing that's Father, awesome about the inductive process life around it tells you deliberately read read with and take purpose, us away read and with put us under a pressure. focus of attention Father, on I just answering that certain questions your word first, and they ask you to answer those questions who what why when where and how all the time on your subject so maybe you identify a key word your key word might be the word vision which will probably come up right away in this there you would be to meet us and once you identify your Keywords in your when you begin to make a list on it at some point, when she'll ask you to do that near to you, then you're going to ask your questions, those kinds of questions. Who who had this vision? When did he have this vision? Where did he have this vision? Why did he have this vision? And in asking those kinds of questions, pretty sure I mean, and I only hit on a few things. This is all about a lot of visions, it seems like, and. Why is he having these visions? So then <laughs> yes, you can say, I can. well, what I'll send God you the link. Tell I'll him send it through Lois, of course, what because God she's revealed my, to him in my wonder vision. woman. You're going to be able and to she does all them things, what that author's purpose uh, is. That have to do with computer. writing that book. <laughs> what is it that and many other things as well. But yes, I will send it out. It, it will okay. go by attachment. Then, I, so I, I want to tell you about this. In the back of your book, if I forget, a section called Appendix A. She's so good. And there's very nice summary of the inductive process. There you go. Her no, this is her brain paper. So if you want to just go through and read yeah. one, two, three, four, yeah. five, and okay. just tick it off so as, a, as a way of that re- kind of gets us started for our familiar with study. Are you, this appendix are you has this whole new, this new section of your excited inductive process. I'd like to introduce. I did go back and look in this book and yes, it's there. Help us every week. It's with, just that with first. I'll start with Lois, and then Lois, would you mind introducing all of the so now now it explains why we're going to be doing our chapter so that you all are aware of those who are here and helping and who to contact if you 
you have questions about right. things, okay? You're going to, so therefore, Lois is our administrator, that's why I said you can she skip chapters one and two Superwoman. of your how-to study I mean, book she's this week. So on top what of I want you to do instead is really chapter become three. A, a strong right arm. That is God called focusing in on the so details, much, Lois, with you and, and that is primarily you the know steps. I said thank you all the time, but Kay is going to be taking you through in your homework this week. I really need you. She's going to be asking you to do certain things like mark certain words you're and not so allowed forth. to leave and, and <laughs> this chapter focusing in on the details yes is going you to can i want you to do that to you why she's asking you to do that okay so go in and read focusing in on the details chapter three that's the one that you have to read the second one you have to read as far as i think as far as what will be beneficial to you is um uh, un unveiling or unraveling revelation sorry and it's chapter 10 the reason I chose this is because in this it deals specifically how to handle prophetic books. Since we know that's the kind of book that we're going to be getting into, that it's it's loaded with imagery, right? Um, it's loaded with um, things that have not yet happened and so forth. So you need to handle the text differently. So I think if you read this particular chapter on unraveling revelation, it will help. In app, you can apply it directly into Ezekiel also if it's perfect. In here, she tells you things like important guidelines when handling prophecy. What are some important things you keep in mind? So refreshing your memory about that and just taking note of that. I would say don't read it just once this week. I would say read this chapter. And it's, they're tiny little, look, like two or three little pages. They're not a lot of reading on this. So it's not like I'm asking you to add a whole lot of it. So I would recommend you read this chapter maybe every time you start your homework for the, ne for the next few weeks. Just, in, just to, not necessarily every day, but once each week. Uh, Reread this uh, and do that two or three weeks in a row so that you really get familiar and keep reminding yourself about what kind of the rules and the guidelines are for handling a prophetic book, how to handle that kind of literary form. And the guidelines that they give you in here are really going to be beneficial because they will help you just kind of stay calm about it. Okay? It is a process. The, the, we are going to get to do lovely artwork and again. I know at some point we're going to get to draw pictures, and some of you really go, ooh, I can't draw. But it is so important that you make an attempt, and you would be so surprised at how much you really do learn. How, how many of you have done the some of the drawings with us before? Tell me what you think about it. Margaret. have known her for 5,000 years. Where your name takes. It still helps Katie when you're when you're up here and having to think who are you. You have no name tag on. I don't know you. Wow. Who are you? I see a little miss no name. Yes, because you drew it and you paid that close of attention to each of the details, and it is amazing what you otherwise miss if you're just reading it. But if you actually draw it out, sometimes you even answer some of your own questions that you had when you started in there just by doing the drawing. So yeah. But it's hard for some people, and I know that you're not expected to produce art. You're just just produce the the imagery that helps you see. This is here, and this is here, and that was down here, and that was up here, and these were seven, and these were eight or twelve, or these were two, and where the placements of them were, so that the imagery of it becomes literal for you on a piece of paper. That's all you need to know. Use stick figures if you want. It's fine. Okay. All right. And honestly, so all now volunteers are okay, welcome. So now so you know about your inductive how-to to study book, how valuable and, that and is. You're going to read chapters these three people would all love and chapter 10. Occasion too. And then at the very back in the appendix, there's a little thing there you can go to for the old, old, older students if they just want to do a real quick skim through, okay? Um, I encourage you to do that. The curriculum itself breaks down into five days of homework. I started to say this earlier. Each day's homework is about an hour. Um, I think it really takes a little bit longer than that, but it really does. But um, some people can do it in an, in an hour. But give yourself plenty of time to do your homework. Do not procrastinate. I do highly recommend you break it at your study time out a little bit, if, you, if at all, at least over say three days instead of instead of um, five if you have to, you know, if you don't have five days to do it and you can't make that work in your life, 
um, but try to at least hit it three times. The first two times to get through the work and then the last time to go back and just kind of look at the whole and see what you can discern from a fresh look at, at all that you've completed maybe. Okay, I, that's my recommendation. Precept really wants you to do it a little bit each day and that's because each day then you get this fresh perspective and you get the, the, the and she doesn't have uh, opportunity to be in the presence I saw of her. the Lord with the Holy Spirit's assistance as you're reading the word. You just take it in and drink it in better if you do it little by little. Okay? That's common sense. All right. Um, Kay is going to give you many helps to make the learning as easy as possible, though. When she's going along, she's in this book, she actually is pretty much giving us the keywords to mark. Okay? So she'll tell you what, what to mark. I'm going to tell you that when you start um, this week's homework, this is a, 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 a note you need to get, make to yourself, note to self. Begin a keywords bookmark. I recommend, and what I, I did for myself is just um, went to my computer. They say a bookmark, like an index card or something. There's no way you're going to get all these keywords on an index card. This is, this is week one. I about choked. I went, my goodness, look at all those keywords in just one week, okay? Uh, and what they want you to do, and uh, Lois is going to be sending out a paper that's going to give you uh, examples and, and demonstrations of, of different kinds of ways of marking words that you can go and look at the sheet to get either ideas or just use what they have on that sheet if you want. Okay. Um, but oh, otherwise, just make your own app. As long as you're consistent on your own so markings to, on your I'm homework, sorry, it won't matter. <laughs> but for okay. instance, what's right. going to happen is we're <laughs> going to, for instance, we're going right. to mark the, the keyword Let's Ezekiel. Let's see. Now, right? first thing I want to do, do is introduce new students Ezekiel? because there are a lot of new students. He's the there. author, right? If you are new, kind of important. If you mark him, I'm going to. I think I'll just start off here with Gail. That's okay. I'll work my way What does that do for you? All I need you to do is just introduce yourself and tell us just a tiny bit. If you've had any experience, absolutely. We'd you, love to it, know that. You can find him. You identify him real quickly everywhere. Kind of know what my audience um, is about. Once you keep but moving on, you're going to see words like about you and visions, where you're from, or maybe the four living beings, or, or the glory like of the Lord, or the Gail. Spirit. Right now, so your if name you is? are trying to look for uh, certain themes that are are running through there, if you see one word marked a whole bunch and another word word only marked once or twice, what does that tell you about that subject? Those two subjects. Awesome. That's right. We're the excited to encourage you, Gail. probably more dominant, obviously, and awesome. maybe more okay. important. All in, right. In nice what to meet you, Gail. And choose that Woodlong, which that's is my one of the reasons for marking where I'm first. Is just yin so that you see what the author is stressing. Is there anyone else here from? Why do you think that that makes so. it an objective way of looking at things? Yeah, but what tends to happen to people otherwise? When they're, when they're oh, just okay, good. without a marking. So there's a few of you hanging on from my olden okay. days when I was back at Woodlawn. That you do yeah, read faster. Awesome. so you glad you're here, Gail. Okay, and we got one in the back. Bingo, Angie. That is so right. We all carry with us uh, e e personal experiences and presuppositions. And also we have spiritual giftedness. That always lends in there, too. So a person who's, a, who's got a gifting, and maybe their ministry is prayer, guess what? Anytime the word prayer is mentioned, they think that's the whole thing, <laughs> right? Or, or if it's about uh, compassion, it's all about compassion. Even though the, neither one of those were the major emphasis. So by marking it, it becomes objective. You look at the sheets, you flipping your pages, you're going, look at all those purple marks. There's a bunch of those. There's only one or two of the red one, but there's a whole bunch of the purple. So guess what? The purple is the dominant. And then you read the word and you go, oh, that's the word visions. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that at all. I was looking at prayer, <laughs> right? You're right. Okay, so that's why you mark a key word. That's the reason for the marking. The marking, otherwise, for some people, they go, why am I bothering with marking? This just seems like a waste of time and a lot of extra work. But the point to it is for you to have an objective tool when you're done with your observation worksheet that, that shows you what the author's emphasis is, not what you honed in on. Okay, Raquel.
giving yourself reminders, yeah. Mm. No. All right, so you're going to begin by m making yourself that list. Now, what I did is I went to my computer and made the list, okay? And the reason I want, want I'm suggesting that you might want to do it on a sheet of paper like this rather than an index card is you can see how many there already are. Um, and you want, if you start it on your computer too, and each time you add new keywords, go back in and open that sheet up and just add to it, pretty soon you'll have the whole thing in one, in one place. Um, you do have to mark things consistently, though, so that's going to be the trick is transferring all your markings on there every time. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And that's why she wants you to make a keywords bookmark. So I'm mentioning to this up front. She is going to mention it, I think, by day five. Well, by then, it's like, why didn't she mention that on day one so that as you're going through, you could have already started it? So I'm mentioning it to you now. Start it. Just know that you're going to do a keywords list. And with Ezekiel, because it's history and because it's 40, what is it, 44, 46 chapters long, it's, there's going to be a lot of keywords. So give yourself several sheets of paper and just keep building on it, okay? Um, another one is this. Um, I also recommend that you begin a list on Ezekiel right away. She's not going to tell you, she's going to tell you to mark the author as a keyword, but then she's not going to tell you to start a list on him. I recommend you start a list on him right away. It's going to simplify your life later when, it, by the time she hits chapter seven or eight or nine, she's going to say, make a list probably, right? What do you mean, make a list okay. on him? Okay, I'm, okay. That part is, that's a good question. That is going to be in your how to study book. And what, I will explain it to you. What it's going to do, somebody open up Ezekiel chapter 1. Let's pick a keyword out of there that would be easy for us to do. Let's see. Let me look on my sheet here and see what would be good. It, yeah, your observation worksheets are found in the back of your home, homework book. Okay, way at the very back in the appendix. And what an, let's describe what an observation worksheet is, by the way, so that those of you who don't know will now know. An observation worksheet is your scripture of, of study, whatever it is. In this case, it's Ezekiel. It's the scripture typed out, double-spaced, with wide margins. And it is literally a worksheet. It is exactly what it says at the top. It is the sheet upon which you work. Okay, I recommend, and um, what I like to do, is make an extra copy of it before I start marking on it so that I have an extra one to go back to if I need to. Everybody's going, yeah, that's a good idea. Some people don't care, but I, I can tell you I've already messed my first one up a lot, and, and I haven't even started really my homework, but I've already made a lot of markings on mine. So I need to go back and make another copy and you know, be able to fix it up when I start actually doing my markings. But you're going to begin to mark words. So let's start with a keyword here and just show, do a demonstration of, a, of making a list real quickly. Um, a, a keyword in, in Ezekiel chapter 1. Let's, let's just flip all, all the way over to verse 15. There's the word wheel. Okay. So that's your, that is your keyword. And what you're going to do is you're going to look in the text everywhere you have marked the word wheel. You will have marked it by the time you're ready to make your list. Once you've marked it, then you're going to go in and you're going to interrogate the scriptures. You're going to say, what is a wheel? Why is it there? What does it do? To whom does it, is it affixed to or attached to? Or, and what is its purpose? You're going to ask who, what, why, when, where, and how kinds of questions to interrogate the scriptures to make a list that thoroughly describes to you what a wheel is. You're going to use the words directly from the text and not alter them. Do not try to come to interpretation yet. The whole point to making lists is to be as objective as you can, and the best way to do that is use exactly the wording within the text as closely as possible. On occasion, you will need to drop part of the sentence just to make it more concise, and that's fine. Just don't alter your words. Okay, don't change the meaning of it. Uh, and then once you have made a point, 
made a list on your list and you've made a point, you need to put your scripture verse at the end from where you found that statement so that you always can go back and find it again later. So for a wheel, somebody tell me what you learned about the wheels starting in verse um, 14 all the way down to 21. And we're not going to do a full one. We're just going to do a little bit to show how it's done. It says, the living beings ran to and fro like bolts of lightning. Now, as I looked at the living beings, behold, there was one wheel on the earth beside the living beings for each of the four of them. The appearance of the wheels and their workmanship was like sparkling burl, and all four of them had the same form, their appearance and workmanship being as if one wheel were within another. And whenever they moved, they moved in and in any and of four directions without turning as they moved. As for their rims, they were lofty and awesome, and the rims of all four of them were full of eyes round and about. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Give me some points that you just learned about the wheel. Okay, there are four. So we see that in um, 15, four wheels. was one wheel on the earth beside the livings for each of the four of them. Four wheels, one for each living being. Correct? Yeah. All right, verse 15. Oops, I, my dyslexia went in there. So sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay, four wheels, one for each living being. What else do we learn? On the earth. On the, earth. the wheel is on the earth, and that is in verse, 15. verse fifteen. Also, okay. Beside living beings. Beside the living beings. Aren't you dying to know about those living beings? <laughs> okay. Okay, so their appearance was like, and it was like what? Sparkling arrow. Burl. I think it's a stone. Okay, and that's something that we would need to look up. Eventually, we will look that word up. We'll find out what that is if we don't know what it is. We may want to do some computer work and type it in and Google it and find out what, what a sparkling burl is or just what burl is. So that's part of the processes that you're going to get to eventually with inductive Bible study is you're going to need to do research. If you find things like this that you don't know about, you can look it up by word study. And then you can look it up and Google it to, to get a picture even of it later, okay? It's a green jade. It's a green jade, huh? Awesome. Okay, so at this point, we haven't even really, we've only done part of a verse and a half here. What else have we learned? Well, one wheel was within another. Mm-hmm. Okay, and where verse do you see that in? Okay. Um, being... As if one wheel were within another. Yes. Now, being as if may be important. One wheel were within another. Okay, verse 16. So are you kind of seeing what we mean by list making? So what you're doing is you're basically taking the facts from the text and you're forming a list of them, giving your reference, but you're focusing on asking your questions about um, what is this wheel, where is it found, in this case, to whom is it affiliated with, in this case it's uh, associated with these living beings. Uh, It has an appearance that was like... Does that make it actually no. that? It means it's like that. And, and is, if it means that one wheel is within another, but it says being as if one wheel were within another, does that mean it is within one another or as if it were? 
And that's kind of confusing, isn't it? So we're going to have to work on that understanding a little bit better, hopefully. Um, then it talks about their movement, right? So you'd make, you would list about their movement going one direction and another. Um, what I like is down in 20. Let's drop down to verse 20. What do you see about it down there? Yeah, the spirit, uh, wherever the spirit was about to go, they would go. Yes. The book of Ezekiel is called the prophet of the Holy Spirit. The prophet of the Holy Spirit. Is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Wherever the Spirit was uh, about to go, they would go. Now, what does that tell you then about th- these wheels and these living beings? This statement here. Say it again. Interesting. Yeah. So there's a very, all of a sudden we're starting to get a connection where before we were looking more outwardly at just appearance. Now we're almost kind of making a connection inwardly about what its function is and its purpose is, sort of, right? Are you starting to see that? Do you see how making a list slows you down and you start to evaluate? But you actually start coming to better insight because instead of being out here and all dismayed by appearance, you're starting to think about, well, if God is showing this to Ezekiel, why is he showing it to him? What is its purpose in him revealing this being, these four living beings to him. And why is he showing him how they move wherever the spirit goes, they go with it, right? So those are the kinds of things that you can... showing us because the spirit goes with us. Maybe. And obviously, when we get into our homework this week and really make our list thoroughly and really do more work on this. And we we need to keep moving before we start drawing total conclusions. But the objectiveness of list-making starts your thinking, your critical thinking process that Angie brought up earlier. All of a sudden, you start to say, why? What was that about? And all of a sudden, you start to go, eh, you know what? This stuff isn't so important after all. This down in here is starting to show itself to be the more of the emphasis of why this is being uh, revealed to him. You start to see where this vision is taking uh, Ezekiel, I wanted to say Daniel, taking (laughs) Ezekiel into this place, somewhere, mental place, that God wants to show him something. And eventually then when you start pairing that up with what flows into chapter 2 and you see where God then begins to speak, now you can kind of go back and look at what was said in chapter 1, which opened his, his, uh, his mind up to God's appearance to him, as God's speaking to him. And now you can see maybe what the mindset was that God was putting Ezekiel into so that when he began to speak to him, there would be real true attention paid by this, this prophet. Okay, so that kind of shows you the process of that. All right. We are getting, I think... At a place now where, hang on a second, let me see what have I missed yet. I think I'm, I'm trying to cover everything without going into too much detail, though, on this, because it gets to be too long for you guys. Um, okay, we've talked about the resources. We've talked about the two primary things. Don't violate known doctrine, context rules for interpretation. We get there by going through these processes. You need to read chapter 3. You need to read chapter 10. Um, uh, Lois will send out resources for how to mark things. And, and again, you do this like eating an elephant. One bite at a time, right? Don't get overwhelmed. Just do what you can. And if you get stuck, call me also, okay? All right, so you're going to make a keywords list. You're going to begin that list right away. And then right away, you're also going to begin a list on Ezekiel, the author. And I almost had you do a list here about Ezekiel, but a lot of the information doesn't come until later, so that's why 
I did a detour on that. Um, all right. Now, let me just tell you briefly that uh, your homework is going to take you through these processes that are described for you in that chapter three of focusing in on the details. She's going to tell you, mark these certain key words. And if you look at it carefully, what she's asking you to mark first and foremost are those things which are most obvious in the text, those things which are most important for you to pull to the service. If you're reading any book, what do you think is most important about this, the, the storyline in a book? The characters, right? The, pe- the people in there. So one of the things she, she has you do is she has you mark the author. And another, in, it's not a people, it's an entity, but is the four living creatures. That's going to be another key word. She's going to say, oh yeah, there's four living uh, beings that are mentioned here. You need to mark the, those people. That falls in the people group, even though it's not a people. But um, later there's the figure with the appearance of a man that's going to show up. It's another person personage kind of a thing that's going to need to be marked. The spirit is going to be marked. In inductive Bible study, always, 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 God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are considered key. So even if Kay didn't ask you, and she does, but even if she didn't ask you to mark those things, if you see them, mark them. Now, I mark those in really simple ways. I, I'll just use my black marker to show you. I might go, mark God the Father with a triangle like this, and I mark it in purple, but just because it seems like royalty. And, gee, what do you think I use for Jesus? Oh, golly, you guys are so smart. And then the Holy Spirit? I use the, I, I, you can use a cloud. I use the spirit symbol, the, the flying dove. And then I just kind of cut, color it with a light blue so that I pick it up on the page easily. Yes? Sometimes the spirit is capitalized. Yes. Okay, good. I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay, here's what I did for that. Because there's going to be a word spirit, and then there's going to be a word spirit in this particular book. And because I didn't know what to do with it, and because like I just said to you a minute ago, what I like to do with spirit is I mark, I mark it with, I color my word over with a light blue like this, and then I take my darker blue and put my, my flying dove on it. To, to symbolize the Holy Spirit. So when I mark these, because sometimes it's not capitalized and sometimes it is, and until I know for sure, is it speaking of the Holy Spirit or is it speaking of the spirit of the being itself? And I don't know that yet. So to be safe, just mark the spirit with the little s this way. And you can go ahead and mark the spirit with the big s this way. And since you already know that means Holy Spirit, go ahead and put your your other symbol on there or for those of you who like the puffy cloud go ahead and put your puffy cloud around it that'll be fine and then if you only color this one in blue later you can go back and change it by adding this additional marking to it once you determine if you think it needs to be the holy spirit but until you know for sure whether it's speaking of the holy spirit or just a spirit just mark it with a light color so that you just pick up on it Mm-hmm. Yeah. You must have missed it, but yeah, we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we are. We have one, and we're going to mail it out because Lois has the extensive one that's going to come by email. Okay. Does that help you at all, James? I mean, I don't know what else to do, but if you light mark it just in a light color, then you can later add to it and make sure that you get the right one. But it appears to me that maybe there are two spirits being spoken of in the book of Ezekiel. There's the spirit of the living beings, and then there's this, the Holy Spirit, and you want to mark them distinctively. All right? A couple of times, yes, yes. Right. At the end, one where it was, yes, we didn't know exactly. So that's the way we can get around that, maybe. All right. So you're going to mark major people. You're going to mark other keywords, and Kay is going to actually give them to you. But how, how, what identifies a keyword? Can somebody tell me how you know if you have a keyword that should be marked? 
It's, you see it, repetition, repetition, repetition. So if you see something repeated a lot, that generally makes it a key word. Another, another thing that's a little trickier sometimes, though, is a word might only be mentioned once or twice, but it is key. And that, the, uh, by definition, when you read it in here, what she'll say is any word, if removed from the text, it leaves the rest of the information devoid of meaning. In other words, it loses its purpose or conversation. It's like everything was, they were talking about that subject. I only mentioned it once, but everything that's being talked about is in reference to that one word that was mentioned once. That makes it key. Because you've got all, because then you can make a list like this, even though wheel might be only mentioned once, and then it goes on and, and explains it all without maybe repeating the word. So that would be an, uh, an exception to the rule. But otherwise, almost always, it's a word that's repeated a lot. And you'll see it repeated and repeated. That's when you know you should mark it. Um, if you find words that you're not sure about, I, can, I would also say just try penciling a little marking on it. Like just circle it with your pencil or underline it with your pencil. You can always go back and erase it if you decide it's not key. Okay? All right. Um, you're going to mark references of time. I just use a, a red clock. You can do anything you want, but I mark my references of time like that. You're going uh, to see the importance of that, particularly when we begin to start setting context for Ezekiel and showing, trying to figure out where he is in a timeline of events. You're going to need to mark those references of time, like certain years and certain durations of, of, of uh, their legacy, of how long they were in there as king and so forth. Those are going to need to be marked. So you're going to mark references of time. You're going to mark geographical locations. K says just double underline something. Just put two lines under it. I like to do two lines and then put a little grass at the end of it just to make it pop a little bit more. The uh, double underline sometimes gets lost for me in the page, but whatever works for you. Um, you will be do, working this week to determine paragraph titles for your chapters. Um, do the best that you can this first time around when we get together next week and we start actually working through um, uh, here in class some of this. I will try to show you a little bit better the processes of doing that. But m what you mostly need to know is that keywords that pop up, this is why once you've marked your page, you're going to say, oh, look at all that purple. Now look at all that green. Now look at all that yellow, right? Because keywords will be brought up and then they get dropped and another keyword gets dropped up. What does that probably tell you? It's probably paragraphs. So that's another great thing about marking your keywords is your keywords will almost show you right where your paragraphs begin and end, okay, generally. So that's just a little tip for you to, to know. If it's repeated, whatever is repeated the most in that paragraph segment, it shows you that it's, it, that's its theme. And so then you're going to know what to title that paragraph. The same thing then is true about your chapter title on the whole. Whatever is, re, whatever is discussed about the most on the whole in the chapter is what you're going to title that chapter, okay? So look for your keywords to help you do that. Um, after that day one where you've done all these things I just explained to you uh, in chapter one, you're going to start repeating that uh, when you come into day four and day five. You're going to do the same thing, just basic observations. But day two and three are going to take um, just a little bit of detour, and you're going to start working on sketching. You're going to start doing some drawing, and you are going to also do a little bit of historical reading to set context. Okay? I think it was, yes. We're going to go into Second Kings and Numbers. Okay? All right. So I will send this out to you, though. This will give you a guideline. It gives you a basic idea of what you're doing. I, and it actually says, mark keywords, major people, keywords and phrases, mark references of time, mark geographical locations, uh, determine paragraph titles for the chapter. Her instructions are not that forthright. Her instructions are a little more flowery, you know. But once you read her instructions and then look at what I have on this sheet for you, and you compare them, you'll, you will, for those of you who had some experience with precept, you'll pick up on it right away. For the rest of you, you really do need to read your how-to study, and that's chapter 3 
on how to do that, focusing in on the details. All right. I think I hit all the most important things for um, what you're going to be doing. I think I, I think I did it all. Can you believe it? And we got done really early. So tell me any other questions at this point. For this, particularly those of you who are new, what are some questions that you're still standing there going, I don't think I get it? Yes, go ahead. Uh, yeah, there's five days of homework and at least an hour each day. Yes. It'll probably be more, especially in the beginning, because you're new at this and it takes a little more time. And for those of you who want to go beyond the homework, go ahead. There are no rules that say you can't do word studies or that you can't start list making. If you feel like you have the time and you want to, go ahead. She's not going to tell you to make a list on the wheel this week. She's going to give you a list of all kinds of keywords and is going to tell you to mark them, and then she's going to take you back and ask you certain questions about a couple of those keywords. But she's not going to ask you about every one of them. But if you really want to be a thorough inductive student, you would actually make a list on every one of your keywords. I know that's asking a lot, but you don't have to do that. But pick out the ones that you think are significant, like the spirit might be one that you want to clarify in your mind, better understanding, so make a list on it. All right. Anything else? Any other questions? I hope you guys are excited. I'm excited. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I cannot wait to dig in and find out what these living beings are about and the, these visions that he's going to have. The most, one of the most important things you're going to do this week is, is determine what your literary style is. We've kind of talked about it already, but that's going to be really significant in how you interpret everything that we look at for the next few weeks. So make sure that you really analyze that well. Um, and be aware of it because it's super important. You know, there's a big difference between how you handle a doctrine that's being taught, like the letters, and a prophecy. They're two different literary styles. So you have to make sure you understand what you're working with. Anything else? All right, we're good, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> I hope you have a great week of study. and See you all next week.